I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. But see, this is the stuff like this that dis- diminishes the credibility of ESPN. Okay, this is the list. This is our list, right? Am I am, am I correct about this? I believe it's our list. Yes, it is. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Brunson burner, the one more thinking. He misses a wandu. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I just noticed you left these things on here for, for our video. Our video pods now. <laughs> guys, you guys did it. You got us. We're at like twelve hundred subs right now on YouTube. What is going on? The raccoon in, squad in showed days. up. In five days, y'all got us over a uh, thousand subs on YouTube, and y'all are awesome. Seriously, I mean, this is cool. Absolutely crazy, guys. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, or if you're watching on YouTube, thanks so much. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell so you Hit never below. miss. You never miss a video. Uh, but for real, this is definitely helping us out, and it's just another platform to push this podcast. And so a lot of people like YouTube a little bit better. We decided to to do that as a network and as a company to start pushing towards YouTube. And to be honest, this podcast was is one of the first ones to go on YouTube because it's been successful podcasts and all that. And that's because of what you guys have done. So really appreciate everybody that has subscribed so far that got us to a thousand. Uh, we got into a thousand four days. It's pretty nuts. If you want to sign up for YouTube TV, use promo code Isaac. No, <laughs> no not even close. See what think- that gives you. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. All right, Isaac Harris. Today, like Stephen A. alluded to earlier in the audio podcast, if you're listening uh, on to the actual podcast, uh, we're talking about the ESPN top players under 25. We have 25 players under the age of 25. It's a big list. Uh, we're not going to save it for spoilers or anything. Luca's number one. I mean, obviously, right? Like that. It was it was pretty clear. Luca was going to get be a Stephen one. A. rant from one of us on today's oh. pod if he was not number one. Whew, they put like Lamelo or Zion or Tatum. Hey guys, you know, there's no case for Zion over Luca. Not yet. Nope. Not yet no. for sure. And even like you tra- start thinking long term. Like I- I've been I've been trying. I've been thinking about players like this. This, this is what I did with Marvin Bagley, and this is what I did with uh, Denny Advia and like players in the draft. What type of player is this guy? And can I envision that player being like the best player in the world or an all star even, right? Like, I looked at Marvin Bagley and I was like, this guy is, and I was so low on Marvin Bagley. Even like January of that draft, if you remember, you had him like top three and I had him like in the like teens or something. You were like, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I can't imagine this guy. Like, what would he have to do? And what would he have to be good at in order to be. Like an all-star level player. He would have to be so good at rolling, so good at rebounding, so good at all this other stuff to get to that level. And so uh, Zion is, is kind of to that point with me. Like, what would he have to be to be an incredible playoff player, right? Or to be better than Luka. And this is just such a high bar, right? Like, he's already an awesome player. I'm not trying to disparage him in any way. Just saying, like, what would Zion have to be to pass Luka on this list? 
uh, because it would he would have to become an incredible defensive player or you know that much better of a passer or he'd have to, to get a shot right any of those three things if he gets better at any of those three things then maybe you could talk about it but the way that Luca plays and just how he's an offense unto himself gets everyone else involved all that kind of stuff like there's just it's kind of hard with the type of player Zion is to even catch Luca yeah yeah I mean are we sure Luca's not a better defender than Zion right now he almost maybe spit do a spit take right live on YouTube right now. I'm just saying I I don't I don't really <laughs> know the answer to that. I I would lean Luca maybe because I've seen him play defense a lot better. There's some clips of him guarding Conley and stuff a few nights ago. I've seen some people tweet out that uh, super super impressive in that. But no, I mean I, we want to see Zion in a in a big game. I mean I think it helps that we've seen Luca in the playoffs, even though it, you know it was just what six games five and no a half, okay, but we've seen him in the playoffs, but. Uh, somebody made a good point about this. I think it was KOC and Vernon on the mismatch. They said, you know, I was worried about, well, what is Luka going to look like in the playoffs when everyone gets the game plan against him? Well, he, they played against the one team that would literally have the best chance to defend yep. Luka with Kawhi and Paul George and Patrick Beverly. Like, and, you know, they had this whole lineup basically that would be, oh, this is the exact guys. You want bigger wings that are longer, and then you have a guard that can just kind of mess him up, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he just still torched them, right? Like, <laughs> we, we've seen it. So, yeah, like, to your point, I want to see Zion in a playoff series to see what it looks like when people can when teams can game plan against him for multiple games yeah and i kind of put him in the same which i know Giannis is one you know back-to-back mvps and probably should be considered for this third one more than what he will but i kind of put him in that same vein of what will zion what will zion look like at the end of a big game and we've seen luca in the clutch we saw his moment in the playoffs in the clutch that we all remember what happens you know, can can Zion get to the rim at will with the game on the line in a game six, in a game seven? That's what we have to see. Yeah, we saw this in a small way when the Mavs played the Pelicans recently, right? They were going to Brandon Ingram, and then they went to Eric Bledsoe, and everyone was like, why are they going to these guys? And then they went to Zion, and he scored a bunch at the end, and then they ended up winning that game. And so we've seen it a little bit here and there and seen clutch Zion. So he's a great player. I, he's, he's number two on this list for ESPN. Uh, and we should probably reset and say this this ESPN list of you know players under the age of 25, the top 25 players under the age of 25, rankings based on future potential. So like this is projecting. This is not right now. So like Stephen A. Smith was getting all mad about LaMelo Ball being number three ahead of like Mitchell and Tatum and Devin Booker. But this is projecting. What do you think this guy's future is going to be? And so, yeah, I have no problem with the top three, I don't think. Luca, Zion, LaMelo. The next one is uh, Donovan Mitchell, Tatum, Fox, Simmons, Booker. I would probably put Booker over Simmons because it's the same kind of deal as Zion Luca, right? It's that offensive engine. It's that guy that can just get you a bucket, whereas Simmons, we're just, you know, he's a great defender, good passer, right? But what does he have to be to get to that you know, next, next level? Yeah, so, and, and, well, and we've seen Booker on a, a winning team now. So that's another plus in his department, I think. Yeah, well, so much of this list, I mean, this is basically the, the question of who you'd want to start the franchise with, right? I mean, that we all do the hypothetical of, oh, which player would you rather start the franchise with? Because, you know, age plays into this. So when you look at LaMelo at number three on this, on this list, he's 19 compared to Devin Booker at number eight on this list, who's 24. And so, Tatum I mean, a, at five, who's still 19. <laughs> yes, Tatum is 19. Also, Just kidding, he's not. He's not, he's not. He's not. I'm looking for Bagley. Ooh. Oh, darn. I couldn't find Wait, him. is Aiden on there? Yeah, he's 25th. 
20 he's 20th <laughs> no 20th um but that's the thing it's like right now at this exact moment give me devin booker for sure if i was starting a franchise moving forward not saying 24 is 34 if i was starting a franchise there are special qualities that lamello has i mean y'all know if you you've been listening to this podcast you know we've we were all about lamello going into this into this draft i was a huge fan of him and his feel for the game and when you have somebody that size at 19 you know six five six six that has that vision and has that control and that feel for the game and he's been, you know, when he was healthy, he was hitting three, you know, some too. So I, I don't have a problem with it. I would, I would halfway consider Jason Tatum though, just because I think Tatum's 23 and he just turned, turned 23. And just because Tatum is, I think Tatum's that good. I think he could be like top eight player in the league here in a few years. Yeah, it just depends. It depends on what team, what type of team you have, right? Like we're seeing Tatum right now on a team with talent, and they're struggling, right? Where you look at you look at the Hornets, and they had they had almost like the same record as the Celtics, and they're a little bit better than the Celtics right now. Uh, and even you know, Lamelo's been out, obviously, but you just look and you're like, okay, well, what can a guy like a Lamelo do for a team? So, like to your point, if you're starting a team, I'd rather have Lamelo than Tatum because Lamelo can create stuff for your team, whereas Tatum creates for himself. LaMelo can create for others and he like moves the board around. You know what I mean? Uh, he and- does, but it's like with Luca, he's not on the Luca level. No. Of, Luca has it both. Luca can, yeah, hey, yeah. give the ball to Luca and say, get me a bucket at the end of the game. But he also has the quarterback feel of like, I'm going to run the show. LaMelo, are we sure he has that? Give me the ball at the end. I'm gonna go get a bucket. Yeah, right. That type of stardom to where Jason Tatum gives you that. Like I'm, I'm confident. I feel confident in the fact that I can hand the ball to Jason Tatum at the end of a game and say, "Go get me a bucket." More than some of these other guys. So I'm down for either one of those. I, I like both of those guys, but I, I guess I would lean Lamelo just because he's 19 and everything that you listed. Yeah, interesting. So uh, that's the list coming up. We'll get into some more of what we think about this list and go back down the ranks. Uh, Trey Young, kind of far down in this list. It's an interesting conversation. Well, I thought uh, he was high. Talk about, talk about who's ahead of him, who's below him, all that. Get into all that. But we have to talk about the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a Player of the Week and it not be Luka every single week. Uh, but Jalen Brunson is up there for me this week. Jalen Brunson just watching him. Just watching him hit that little like turn around in the lane, you know, fade away kind of two point shot. The fact that he's shooting sixty percent from two point, uh, you know, range right now. There's very few players. We're gonna get into Jalen Brunson in the third segment. I have a couple of stats on him, but Jalen Brunson is is probably my pick, at least for the guy that brought me the most joy this week. I would give it to Brunson, yes, just because of how much he's produced. But my heart wants to give it to Nico Melli. Oh, that's the answer. Wow. I mean, just how, the addition of Melly. How quickly have I forgot? He was the throw-in. When this, when that trade was first announced, we thought it was Trey Lyles coming from, from San Antonio. It got switched at the last moment. Melly comes to Dallas. We thought he was just a throw-in. And little did we know that the werewolf himself would be... <laughs> it, it is the Melly trade until J.J. Redick plays and has an impact. And, and realistically... 
he's 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 impressed us and impressed a lot of Mavs fans in his minutes that he's played, and we think he's earned a, a spot in the rotation moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Nicolo Melli's the answer. He's the player that gives us the most joy for sure. Five and zero when Nicolo Melli plays. Uh, only worth it if you enjoy it. It's definitely worth it when Nicolo Melli plays. Two point six carbs, ninety five calories. Joy creates success. Joy isn't the end game; it's the whole game. So go check out some Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? The Mavs didn't have to choose between the two of those because they won all their games this week, and hopefully they'll do that continually. So uh, we will talk more about the Dallas Mavericks and get into Jalen Brunson and the rest of this list coming up. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get back into this list. So we mentioned the top five is Luca, Zion, LaMelo Ball, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Then six through ten is De'Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, SGA. And then we have Ingram, Brown, Jay, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., uh, ja Morant, and I still have not said Trey Young yet, but I will now. Trey Young, number 16 on this list. So those are the guys ahead of him. The guys below Trey Young, Mikael Bridges, Demonis Sabonis, Anthony Edwards, DeAndre Ayton, Tyrese Halliburton, John Collins, Jarrett Allen, Lonzo Ball, and Colin Sexton. Uh, man, Trey Young seems both high and low. I, it's, he seems a little low to me. But I don't Can I tell you a player that was ranked beneath him that I would take over him? Is it Sabonis? No, it's Mikel Bridges. I would start would a franchise Mikhail right Mikhail now Bridges. with Mikel Bridges over Trey Young. You would take Mikel Bridges over Trey Young? I would. See, it just depends on, like, yeah, if you take Mikel Bridges, then yes, like I can envision him being in a playoff series. But if I take Trey Young, I have an automatic, like, automatic floor, what? floor as an offensive team. Okay. I guess, I mean, sure. <laughs> I was just saying, it's not an automatic playoff berth. It's not an automatic second round play. It's not a automatic make my team better. It's not an autom- like it's not an automatic top ten defense. You have an automatic guy who can you know shoot it a couple of feet you know past half court you know inside half court. And that's something. It, it, it is something. Trey is an incredible scorer, but. The, the outrage of where he's ranked on this list. A lot of the, hey, Luca has peaked stuff that happened in what, year one, year two, you know, and people were trying to, you know, put that label on Luca that, oh, he's already peaked already. I honestly do think Trey Young has peaked because he's averaging, what, 30 and 10, which is crazy. But the defensive stuff, how much better defensively can he get at his size? Like, Trey's not going hit to a, hit a growth spurt. So when you look at these guys in the league, it's like guys that are that small, how finding their way in the league to be in a, you know a finals team. Has Chris Paul ever made it to the finals? It's like it's like Iverson, and like I guess Isaiah Thomas in a way, but even Isaiah Thomas is bigger than Trey Young. Yeah, well Isaiah Thomas was was great defensively, and and Trey's just not that. So. You know that that's that's the thing. It's like he he's fun and he's fun to have in like an all star type game. He's fun to watch like score the basketball. But if I'm like starting a franchise, I and that's why I just don't know how much better Trey can get because he's putting up incredible numbers. But 
Will he be like, can you envision a Trey Young led team in the NBA finals? No, it'd be really hard. You'd have to, you'd have to really build something around him because he's yeah, not, I mean, the route not, is the Iverson route, you know, back in the early 2000s or like Steph Curry, but even Steph Curry can hold his own defensively better than Trey Young can so far. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it would be, it would have to be that route. You'd have to pair a Clay Thompson with him and a Draymond type, right? Where you have, and a couple of probably wing defenders like Iniguodala or even Durant, right? Like it would have to be that level of defender where you can cover up for all that. But even like a Bogut as the center, right? Like there was a, a really good center that knew where to be. You'd have to build that kind of thing around him. I and guess it's, I, it's kind of difficult. Like we've we've talked about the Ben Simmons Trey Young thing. Now I think Ben Simmons is personally too high on this list. Uh, he he's a little like <laughs> higher up for me. Uh, but it's like the whole Trey versus Trey versus Ben thing. Would you rather have the six ten guy who can't shoot but can, is arguably the best perimeter defense you know defensive player in the league, or would you rather have the six foot guard who can shoot it from anywhere but can't guard literally anybody in the <laughs> entire league? Like, he probably can't even guard Isaiah Thomas for the Pelicans right now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a debate in us with us for a long time. Uh, any other thoughts on this list? Anybody else that stuck out to you? It was interesting to me that Anthony Edwards was 19 and LaMelo was three. And Anthony Edwards recently was taken <laughs> over LaMelo Ball. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> watching Anthony Edwards, he's he's fun. But, I mean, I think the dude's shooting the ball second most times in the league behind Bradley Beal a game. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Over, or the, since- over the last month or so, he's he's taken like over 20 shots a game. Yeah, I mean, he's just chucking the ball up. And efficiency is not a, a word that I would use to describe him. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I just I think Ben Simmons is a tad bit high. I think De'Aaron Fox is a little little high for me at six. To have De'Aaron Fox over Ben Simmons and Booker and even like Bam, uh, I'm, I feel validated on the SGA thing. Even yeah. coming into the draft and after the draft, I was very vocal of saying I would take SGA over Trey Young. I'm glad other people uh, still feel that way. Jamal Murray and Ja Morant are two that are so intriguing because Ja, I would take him over Trey, but him at 15, I guess the injury thing. Can we, Okay, you said wait, save this for the pod. Let's look at last year at this list. ESPN's list last year, top 25. Well, I'm interested in this. Yes, <laughs> under 25. Luca one, Zion two, Jason Tatum three, Ben Simmons four. Towns is five, but Towns is 25 now. Yeah. Mitchell six, Ja Morant seven, Trey Young eight. Trey Young went from eight last year to 16 this year. And he had a better year last year than he's having so far this year. Yeah. Statistically, at yes. least. Brandon Ingram was nine, and Devin Booker was 10 on that list. Interesting. D'Angelo Russell is 14 on that list. Woof. Would he show up on this list? Where would he show up? Actually, he, he's still twenty under 25, right? So Russell? Oh, he's 24. He might be 25 now. I'm looking for another. Okay. He's 25. No, he's 25. But would he show De'Aaron up on this Fox, list? I would put him above. Probably above Collins. <laughs> that's then maybe that's it. Okay, let's talk about Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox real quick. They basically swap, swap, switch, swap, switch, swap, 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 swap. Um, they swap spots. De'Aaron Fox was fifteenth last year. Now he moved up to six. Trey Young was eight last year, and now moved down to sixteen. Has De'Aaron Fox did that much for you to jump up that high and to like? reverse how you would feel between him and Trey Young. 
because I don't think Trey Young is that much worse than De'Aaron Fox. I mean, I, I think it's a conversation at least. Like, what is what's De'Aaron Fox really done? Yeah, I mean, he's been in he's been in the West, so you're like, ah, oh, he's played against harder competition more. He actually so his second year he shot 37% from 3 and we were like, "Oh man, maybe he's got a three three-point shot." Then he shot under 30% last year. And so yeah, I don't know about De'Aaron Fox there. I don't know what made him what made people think that he's I wouldn't have him higher than Booker for sure. Probably SGA too. I probably wouldn't have him higher than SGA. Yeah. Cuz hmm. De'Aaron Fox is like a little bit less of an issue, right? Cuz defensively, you know, he can bring it. But still, to build a team around a guy like that, if that guy's your fulcrum, like your offensive engine and everything, like it's still hard to build. Like you mentioned Chris Paul. You met, we mentioned like Iverson, Isaiah Thomas. Like we're talking about some of the best of the best. And even that, even some of those guys didn't make it all the way and win. So, yeah, I don't know. If Jamal Murray was 18 last year, and this year he came in at 13. This guy's like, man, I put up 50 points multiple times <laughs> in the playoffs. And I can't even crack the top 12 on this list. Yeah, that's wild. The thing about him though is he's he's like everything he does is like has Jokic next to him. You're like, oh well, so he just you know he just did this next to Jokic, and so it sort of takes the shine off of him a little bit. Even though in the bubble he did pretty much all that scoring himself, but yeah, yeah. I think I think that has some kind of like you know when we talk about MVP where guys split votes, I feel like that like you split potential. Like, oh well, this is what he's next to Jokic. I don't know. So you're uh, not with me in taking Mikael over Trey. I don't think so. No, because if I want to sell tickets, if I want to be at least a, a you know fun team like all that, sure. But like, well, yeah, if I want to sell tickets, then sure. I'll... Well, you're starting a franchise. There's lots of stuff to think about. You got gate revenue. You got to think uh, about merchandise about trying to sales. Win. You got to think about like you know do the does <laughs> are people going to be behind this guy? Are they going to want to see him? They're going to watch my TV. Nobody's turning on the TV for Mikael Bridges. All right, coming up, a couple of newsy things for the Dallas Mavericks as they play the Houston Rockets tonight on Wednesday, if you're listening and watching this. Uh, we will also get into Jalen Brunson. He has been really, really good. So I want to talk about Jalen Brunson and just what is he, what can he be, and just a little bit about Jalen Brunson. So we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, BuiltBar.com. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, not the website, but the actual bar itself. They're absolutely delicious. They have incredible flavors that you can check out right now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% off. A couple of the bars that are available right now that Isaac and I love. We love the mint brownie. Mint brownie is incredible. We love the raspberry, the cherry barcia. A lot of people love the cookies and cream. I'm not a huge fan of that one but I like it. Uh, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, all those are incredibly good to go try. Go get them right now. And they're pretty good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. It's a perfect snack, perfect like you have three hours between meals and you need to just get something to fill that time basically like in your stomach. That's yeah. the perfect thing. It's the perfect thing to do. So go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. And you can be eating your Built Bar while you put some money down on BetOnline.ag. The Masters is coming up. They have a $1,000 welcome bonus for the Masters. You can also still use the promo code Locked On. Get a 50% welcome bonus if you want to do that as well. So depending on how much money you have, one of those two can, can, work, out, can work out for you. But with the Masters coming up this weekend, you can put some money down on that. Still have basketball and NBA every single night. They have NBA game props and futures and all kinds of stuff that you can bet on. So go check it out. They also have some uh, WNBA props right now. WNBA championship winner, the Vegas Aces, number one right now, plus 200. The Seattle Storm, plus 225. The Aces, 
the Aces, man, they're this wild team where they have like four or five number one picks and they were in the finals last year and they're getting my one of my favorite players in the WNBA, Liz Cambage, back. And uh, yeah, so that, that team, who knows what they're capable of. Um, Mystics plus 400, Lynx plus 500. So you can put some money down on that if you want to get a future. Our Dallas Wings are plus 6,000. They are uh, probably not going to sniff the playoffs again this year, but... Hey, building for something. Got the top two picks in the draft coming up next week. So, all right, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week by credential draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Isaac Harris, couple of news items that we want to get to. Chris Porzingis, after missing the game against the Jazz, is available on uh, is available Wednesday. Should be able to be available to play. Who are you looking at and talking to? You're not looking at me. Sorry, <laughs> He's talking to um, off camera. KP is traveling with the team. He's expected to play tonight on Wednesday. If you're listening to this, then so. I'm going to go with what I said yesterday and that they they just picked a load management thing and like did that thing where they just point to a section of the body and was like, this is the thing that's wrong. And we're just going to say that. And he's just going to be out. Uh, this wrist. All right. We're picking the wrist. That's what it, that's what, are you still there? I'm here. Oh, you've been frozen on my screen for a while. So just giving you a heads up on the YouTube stream that that's why I couldn't see if you were what you were doing but no yeah the fact that he is traveling houston uh that they think that uh, he should be good to go i mean that's goes without saying it's a very positive thing because uh what 24 hours ago it was hey uh no timetable we don't know what's going on and uh, it looked kind of bleak but looks much better and guys we're gonna need all the help we can get against houston yep absolutely uh so Chris Osborne is expected to play. Everybody else still is out, though. Willie Colley-Stein has been out since March 17th. Like, he's been out over three weeks, and I have no idea. And so my my theory was that he, you know, contracted COVID. He tested positive because he's been in health and safety protocols. It's not been, like, an injury. He's just been in health and safety protocols since March 17th. However, he just posted on his Instagram that he got the vaccine. And so either he got it right after he had covid which you're not supposed to do i've heard and so yeah it's i am very confused about this whole willie situation just as confused as i am about the tyrell terry situation where he's still out with personal reasons no idea and so this is one of these things that's been difficult for beat writers and journalists and even you know guys like us that just talk about stuff and go to we go to these press conferences and sometimes ask questions and stuff we we don't know information <laughs> right now like if we were in the building we'd be able to ask people and talk to people and right now we get three players presented to us after games and coach carlisle sometimes and we ask carlisle and he's like oh, i'm not going to get into it right and then then that's our answer and so it's just been very frustrating this year to get information to learn stuff about you know what guys are doing and all that so that's my soapbox for today but uh let's talk about jalen brunson unless you have a comment about all those guys being out i don't uh jalen brunson Jalen Brunson has been so good this season. I just wanted to get into it real quick. Uh, the only players shooting 60% from two-point range or higher that are under six foot four that are playing like meaningful minutes, so it's not just like a guy that went out there and took like five shots, is Jalen Brunson. He's the only player under the under six foot four to take to hit 60% of his two-point shots. 
There's only five, four credible players shooting 60% from two, 40% from three, and 80% from the free throw line. You want to take a stab at who these four players are? Just wild. Think about wild role players, pretty good, all, all, all really good shooters, obviously. Oh, there's no way I would know these. Uh, Duncan Robinson, obviously. Okay. Uh, he doesn't take a lot of twos, right? Him and Brunson are kind of flipped in that. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, your guy. Let's go. And then Joe Ingles is the other guy. So Jalen Brunson, Mikhail Bridges, Joe Ingles, Duncan Robinson, the only players in the NBA to shoot 60% or higher from two-point range, 40% or higher from three-point range, and 80% or higher from the free throw line. Absolutely wild, uh, those guys. And so my question now is, what is Jalen Brunson? I put some numbers up on my Twitter account today, at Nick Van Exit. You can also follow at Locked on Maps, at Isaac Harris on Twitter, but I put some numbers up comparing Jalen Brunson's first three years to the first three years of Kyle Lowry's career. And then the, the next three years, which are basically when, you know, his 22 year old season, his 23 year old season his 24 year old season, which is how old Brunson is right now. And the numbers are really close. Brunson's been a better shooter than Lowry was, uh, but Lowry was a little bit better of a passer. It seems. And so now it's like, can he take that kind of leap? Because somebody, you know, a couple of people in my mentions last night were like, I'm making a bold prediction. Brunson's going to be an all-star. If he's ever going to do that, he'd have to take a leap like Lowry, uh, which is what Lowry had to do was go to a different team, find a different role, step up, get a lot, get a big, like, you know, push in minutes. He went from like 25 minutes a game to like 36 minutes a game, basically. And then, you know, he took over that Toronto team. And he ended up being an all-star six years in a row. Found basically found his spot. But yeah, can Jalen Brunson take a leap like that? Yeah, I think it I mean, I think it's definitely possible. I just with Brunson, what I've tried to do over his career, over these, you know, these three seasons basically, is I just don't want to set an expectation for him. I don't want to, you know, Ooh. try to he's he's a second round pick. I don't want to sit here and say, all right. He can be Lowry 2.0. <laughs> and if he's not Lowry 2.0, then we're kind of like disappointed when it's like, all right, well, he was a second round pick. So I've just kind of approached Jalen Brunson's career development as, man, if he can be a solid rotational player and solid piece of, of the team moving forward, then that's a win because he was because that just doesn't happen very often for a second round pick. And I think he's proving that. And he's proving it even like more. I mean, we've said so many times, like, He's not a starter. He's you know your sixth man. He's the perfect backup point guard. But then you watch him at the end of these games. You watch him with Luka Doncic. You watch him over these past 15 games. His past 15 games, the Mavericks have went 10-5 and five in those games. He shot 55% from the field, 40% from three in those games. He's averaging almost 14 points a game, plus eight net rating when he's in the game. But the biggest thing is ending these games in the fourth quarter. Him and Luka Doncic together. It's like we know they have this chemistry off the court. They love each other. They're best friends. Or I shouldn't say they're best friends. They're really good friends. And I don't know how great of friends they are. They they are really good friends, though. They're good frenemies, right? Like they go back and forth at each other. They make each other wear jerseys. They do that kind of stuff. They poke fun. You know, that kind of thing. But like you look at their minutes together. They finish a lot of these fourth quarters together. And that's when you see we've talked about even his rookie season when Luca played with JJ Barea some and we're like, 
ooh, okay, like that's what a, a secondary creator looks like. Now it's Brunson. And it's like when they have both of those guys on the floor at the end of the games, now we've seen Brunson kind of replace Jay Rich in a sense to end some of these games. But Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic on the floor together for 501 minutes together this season, they're at a plus eight net, net rating together, offensive rating at 118, defensive rating at 109. When they're both off the floor, that there's a it's a minus eight net rating. Yes, minus eight net rating. And I just that pairing has worked well at the end of game. I think the end of the game is what mean the means the most to me. That it's all about who finishes the game and not who it's not about who starts the game. But them finishing the game together and them being as efficient they are together, then that is that has been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, absolutely. He's averaging he's averaging about five and a half minutes in third quarter. So he's averaging six and a half minutes per quarter in the first and second quarter, about five and a half minutes in third quarters, and then seven and a half minutes in fourth quarters, right? Like his he's getting most of his run in fourth quarters. And that's been the crucial thing. We talked about it against, you know, when the Mavs beat the Jazz, that he's been kind of the big fix. And so yeah, great stuff from 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 uh Jalen Brunson, what's his ceiling? I don't know. Could he be on a Lowry track? His numbers kind of indicate that he could be. Uh, if he if he gets a big role increase at some point, maybe he could get to the point of being a Kyle Lowry. There's definitely well, defensively. Defensively is the key for the Lowry thing. Lowry's a good defender, and yeah, that's the that's the thing for Brunson is can he withstand you know defensively some of these best guards in the league for him to reach that level, and that that's. Like offensively, I'm not as worried about him because he can run an offense. He can score the basketball. I'm not worried about any of that. It's defensively. Can he establish himself and be an above average defender against opposing point guards? That's the next level for his game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we will be back breaking down the Dallas Mavericks next two games against the Rockets and the Bucks. I think we may do post game with uh, Kane Pittman of Lockdown Bucks. So check back with that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Let me tell yes, you something like that. ESPN.com. What the hell? I mean, ESPN needs to drug test anybody that has something to do with this list. Makes no sense. Devin Booker is not. LaMelo Ball before Devin Booker? Really? <laughs>